Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. I'm Rachel Benetta. And I'm Rechna Frookbaum. And this is Hall of Shame. Hey, Rachel. Hey, girl. I feel like we should start the podcast with this. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, baby. Uh, hope, did you hear that? That's the sound of Rachel cracking open a Miller. <sighs> Love it. Because today, Rachel, yeah, girl. we're celebrating... Major League Baseball being back. Yes. yes. And also, the subject of our story today, legendary baseball player, classic mustache haver, and oh. world-class drinker, Mr. Wade Anthony Boggs. That's how people describe me, too. Classic mustache yeah. haver. I think most of us women in quarantine are now classic mustache havers. Quarantine beauty what you tips. Gonna do? <laughs> uh, cheers to you, my friend. Cheers, cheers. to baseball. Cheers, cheers to, to Wade baseball. Boggs. Cheers to Wade Boggs. Here we go. So we're going to be drinking on the minute. Yeah. Every minute we are going to take a sip of beer. Is that what? Yeah. Like a, okay. like a, you know, a, a big sip, a like gulp a, even. Okay. Like a gulp. Okay, we're going back to college. That's cool. This is my average Monday afternoon. When we get towards the end of the story, you're going to see why. Yeah. It's all for our guy, Wade Boggs. Yeah, full disclosure, I, I like baseball, but I'm not like a huge baseball fan. So I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I have a beer in my hand. I don't know the story about Wade hey, Boggs. You're going to be so excited at the end of it because you're going to know that you honored his legacy. by doing <laughs> For all I know. You could be absolutely lying, and we're just getting drunk on a Monday afternoon. That's, That's cool true. Too. Hey, anything goes. <laughs> All right, girl. Cheers to the start of our story. Cheers to you. Cheers to this podcast. Am I drunk already? No, it's fine. I love that you're drinking the high life. Uh, sorry, but this is the champagne of beers. So I love it. What other so beer would good. I be drinking? Fair. I actually do love this beer. So I'm in my closet drinking out of a beer mug. <laughs> Okay, to our story. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, this is going to be such a burpy episode. (laughs) (laughs) Wade Boggs was born June 15th, 1958 in Omaha, Nebraska. Happy belated, Wade, my dude. Cheers to that. Rachel, we have to cheers to that. We're just like a couple weeks out of his birthday. My birthday's in October. Early cheers to that. Early cheers. (laughs) Your birthday just passed. (laughs) Cheers to that. Cheers to that. I'm going to die. I'm going to die if we keep going. Okay. All right. Here we go. So he was born into a military family that moved around a bunch until they settled in Tampa, Florida when he was 11, like you do in Tampa. Okay. Boggs went to Plant High School in Tampa. He played both baseball and football there, just like an all-around athletic talent. He was so good at football that he was quarterback on the team. Oh. But he switched it up to being a punter and place kicker to avoid getting injured so that he could preserve his baseball career. Because that was his wow. first love. 
He was such a good left-footed kicker that he was offered a scholarship to the University of South Carolina. Just for context, being a left-footed kicker is seen as an advantage in football because basically you spin it in the other direction than most receivers are used to getting because most kickers are right-footed. The point of this being, I'm left-handed and footed. Should I become an NFL kicker? (laughs) Anyway, that wasn't Wade's dream. And he didn't take the scholarship because this guy was a baseball guy. And after he graduated high school, he was drafted by the Boston Red Sox in the seventh round of the 1976 MLB draft. He signed with the club for $7,500. We talked about this a little bit in the Doc Ellis episode, but basically Mm -hmm. in Major League Baseball, when you're drafted, you don't just like get this like big contract and sign with a team. You play for the team's minor league team. Right. And you get paid peanuts. Correct. So a professional baseball team has their own network of minor league teams that are basically there for player development. And Mm -hmm. every minor league team is contracted to one of the major league teams. So, for example, if you play for the Sacramento Rivercats, the goal would be that eventually you would be signed by their professional major league affiliate, the San Francisco Giants. That's kind of the goal. Right. So Boggs played third base for the Pawtucket Red Sox, another great minor league team. Minor league teams have the best names. The best names. Add it to the merch. Add it to the Add store, it to baby. The merch. <laughs> um, anyway, the Pawtucket Red Sox are the Boston Red Sox AAA affiliate. Okay. So that's where he played. Fun side note when Wade was playing in the minors, he played in the longest game in baseball history lasting 33 innings and 8 hours, 25 minutes against Cal Ripken Jr. and the Rochester Red Wings, which are the Minnesota Twins AAA affiliate. It's exciting. Cheers. Okay, hold on. Cheers to the longest (laughs) game in baseball history. Cheers to the longest game. I'm almost done my first beer. This is what we're doing. Wade Boggs would be proud. Okay. I have to refill my beer. (laughs) Oh, okay, go for it. I need to drain my beer. We're not far enough into this story for this to be happening, but that's the point of this. This is for Wade. Okay. All right. So during his last year with the Miners, back to Wade Boggs, he led the league with a 335 batting average, 167 hits, and 41 doubles, which is very good. As a result of that excellent playing in 1982, he got called up to the majors to play for the Boston Red Sox. Oh, yeah. With them, he would have a storied career for the next decade. Side note, maybe I missed this. What position does he play? Third base. Third base. Okay, gotcha. Cheers to that. Cheers. Cheers. How many beers did you get for this situation? I have a fridge full, so. (laughs) I have many beers. We'll just see what happens. (laughs) We'll just see what happens. We'll just see what happens. Okay. 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 Uh, okay. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> okay, so All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So another fun fact: Boggs is the player who hit a double to give the Red Sox a five-three lead going into the tenth inning of the infamous Game Six in 1986. So the winning run is at second base with two out, three and two to Mookie Wilson. Little roller up along first, behind the bag, it gets through Buckner, here comes Knight and the Mets win it! Where Boston player Billy Buckner errored and let a routine ground ball roll through his legs, giving the victory to the New York Mets and once again preventing the Red Sox from going to the World Series. It's like a very famous game because it added to the myth of the curse of the Bambino, 
a superstition oh. that Boston fans like to blame for the team's failure to win the World Series from 1918 until 2004. Fuck ground balls. Totally screw them. Super tricky. They're why I don't play softball anymore. Poor Billy Buckner. Also, what assholes are we? So tricky. <laughs> They're really They're tricky. Super ground balls are super. Tricky. I've tough. never played baseball. <laughs> they seem really tricky. Wait, hold on. You've you've never played ba- like softball. Or I anything? played softball. No, I played oh. softball. I've just never played baseball. Yeah, that counts. That counts. Okay. Anyway, the curse of the Bambino name stemmed from the fact that there was an 86-year drought that began with the season the Red Sox sold the superstar player Babe Ruth, who was of course named the Bambino for $125,000 to their hated rivals, the New York Yankees. Bambino might be the greatest nickname in all of sports. It's a great nickname. Okay. Point is, that's just like a fun fact about Boggs. He's a part of that infamous game. Right. Anyway, he had this great career with the Red Sox. And in 1993, after a decade in Boston, Boggs, like Babe Ruth, was traded to the Yankees, where he helped them win their first World Series in 18 years, which incidentally would be his only championship. But he got it. And that's all you want in your career. Wow. You want at least one championship. After the Yankees won this series in game six, Boggs memorably celebrated by jumping on the back of an NYPD horse. And the Yankees are just completing a victory lap. Headway Boggs still on horseback going around the field here at the stadium. That's one way to take a victory lap. Touring the field with his index finger in the air, even though he was totally afraid of horses. Apparently he had a fear of horses, much like yourself, oh, Rachel. Girl, same. My point is, just like a fun guy, Wade Boggs. Cheers to him. <laughs> Cheers to you. So good. Okay, so Wade Boggs wins the championship with the Yankees, rides on the horse, so exciting. In 1998, he moved to the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, where he finished out the final two seasons of his long Hall of Fame career. And in his final season on August 7th, 1999, we're about to cheers again, he collected his 3,000th hit and became a member of the illustrious 3,000 Hit Club. Cheers to that. That's exciting. Wow. There's literally a movie called Mr. 3000. I mean, it's a big deal. Okay. The point being, Wade Boggs becomes a member of the 3,000 Hit Club. What a career, this guy. Yeah, love that's him. amazing. So Boggs attributes much of his success to adhering to a very strict daily routine. To put it another way, our dude is like mad superstitious. <laughs> like, wild. Ooh. Okay. He is considered one of the most superstitious athletes of all time. Some examples. Oh. He ate chicken before every game because it's, quote, lean and you can eat it without putting on any body fat and earn himself the nickname Chicken Man. And he was really specific about eating it at 2 p.m. too. That was like chicken eating time. He even wrote a cookbook in 1984 called Foul. No. Spelled F-O-W-L, but like a play on foul ball, but it's called Foul Tips. With his favorite chicken recipes. It was all just chicken recipes? Yes, because he's a superstitious man. Some other things. He woke up at the exact same time every day. Oh. He ran sprints at 7.17 p.m. This was said to be done in hopes of going seven for seven at the plate. He also just had a weird fixation on the numbers seven and 17. So, you know, that's how superstitions work. (laughs) Do you have a... Like a lucky number? Um, yeah, fifteen for Vince Carter. 
baby. Mm. And he just retired and I'm devastated. Is it adorable that your lucky number is 15 and my lucky number is 16? Stop right now in your tracks. (laughs) That's really cute. That's really cute. (laughs) More Wade Boggs superstitions. He was so precise about his route to and from his position on the field. Like it had to be the same thing that he like carved a path to the dugout (laughs) just because he never veered. (laughs) This is a weird one that I couldn't figure out why, but he drew the Hebrew word chai, meaning life, into the batter's box before each at bat, though he himself is not Jewish. Huh. So Interesting. I don't know. He asked Fenway Park announcer Sherm Feller not to say his uniform number when he introduced him because Boggs once broke out of a slump on a day when Feller forgot to announce his number. So he's like, never do it again. Never announce my number again. That's wild that he's so present. That yeah. He, he noticed. like, that's why. That's why. That's wild. It's so wild. Here's a hilarious one. He believed that sex before a game weakens your legs and you need strong legs to play third base. So I'm guessing he didn't have sex before games ever. I totally thought you were going to go in the opposite direction of that. (laughs) He was like, I believe that having sex right before a game. I'll say this, Wade, my bud, just like a piece of advice. Have your superstition (laughs) go in your benefit. Like, (laughs) have it lean in your favor there, buddy. Yeah. Here's my deal with all of these. Who can argue with the results? Truly. He was a Hall of Fame baseball player. His career batting average was 328, and he had 1,014 career RBIs, which is runs batted in, which is very, mm-hmm. very, very good. He finished his career with 3,010 hits, which put him in the top 30 in Major League Baseball history. Like, he was awesome. Whoa. So I guess, you know, whatever Amazing. fucking works, do it. Whatever floats your boat. He was a 12-time All-Star at third base, a five-time American League batting champion, and won two Golden Glove Awards and eight Silver Slugger Awards. He is in the Boston Red Sox Hall of Fame, had his jersey retired both by the Red Sox and the Devil Rays, and he was a first ballot Hall of Famer. And that is a big old deal. A first ballot Hall of Famer is a player who's elected to the Hall of Fame on his first appearance on the Baseball Writers Association of America ballot. And being a first ballot player basically symbolizes being a cut above even all the other Hall of Famers who are also awesome. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, first of all, cheers. I feel like that's worthy of a cheers. Yeah. That is a career worth toasting. Okay, here are some other first ballot Hall of Famers, just so you know the kind of leagues Wade Bogg was playing in. Babe Ruth, who we've talked about already, Jackie Robinson, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, Joe DiMaggio, Reggie Jackson, Tony Gwynn, Greg Maddox, Ken Griffey Jr., and most recently, Captain Clutch himself, Derek Jeter. So, like, this is some awesome company. No denying that Wade Boggs is a legend. And not just in baseball, Rachel. Here's where our day drinking comes into play. This is finally all going to make sense. It's all coming full circle. A detail about Wade Boggs' career that I find especially impressive as I'm buzzed on what is my third beer (laughs) is that he accomplished all of it while drinking the most beer you could imagine. You cannot imagine. As you and I are just on our third beers, we don't even know. But before I tell you more about that... We gotta go do some ads. Hold up. 
Hall of Shame is brought to you by Policy Genius. There's never a bad time to save money, but now more than ever, finding smart ways to put some cash back in your pocket can make a big difference. One way to do that is simply to save on the things you already pay for, like home insurance. If you own a home, reshopping your home insurance rates with Policy Genius could save you a good chunk of change. I literally just did this. It's so true. And the best part is you barely need to lift a finger to do it. First, head to policygenius.com and answer few quick questions about yourself and your property. Then Policy Genius will compare your policy against options from top insurers to make sure you're getting the right home insurance coverage at the best possible price. If Policy Genius finds you a better rate than what you're currently paying, they'll do all the work to get you switched. Love that. Own a car too? Policy Genius will compare your home and auto policies across different insurers and even mix and match to find you savings. They've saved their customers an average of 1127 per year doing just that. So if you'd like to put a little cash back in your pocket right now, see how much you can save by reshopping your home insurance rates at policygenius.com. Hall of Shame is brought to you by Beekeepers Naturals. Beekeepers is on a mission to reinvent your medicine cabinet with clean remedies that actually work. Their flagship product, Propolis Throat Spray, is your daily defense when it comes to supporting your immune health and soothing sore and scratchy throats. Never heard of Propolis before? Well, it is a powerful antioxidant-rich bee product with medicinal use dating back to 300 BC. Rechna, you and I, we love anything around that era. Yeah. That was a really good era. That's just um, like, it's like that and the Roaring Twenties. Those are oh, like our two favorite eras. Those are our faves for sure. <laughs> so I've been using the Propolis throat spray quite a bit, actually. I feel like we're all yes. stuck inside right now. We're like breathing in this dry air. My throat gets scratchy and itchy. And of course, when that happens, I start to have a panic attack. Sure. Um, so I've been using it quite a bit and it's so helpful. I absolutely love it. This stuff is not honey. Propolis is actually made and used by bees to defend their hive from germs. It is the hive's immune system. And we know how immune a hive is to anything. Oh, it's the most immune thing <laughs> I would think that exists. I agree. <laughs> we also love the bee elixir brain fuel. Take a shot first thing in the morning or before an important video conference to beat brain fog, find your flow, and be on your A-game without caffeine or sugar. I really like this stuff because anytime I drink coffee, I'm like hyper anxious and like jittery. And so I've been using this as a substitute and it's been great. We could all use more daily defense right now. And Propolis Throat Spray is a game changer. It is time to give your medicine cabinet an upgrade with Beekeepers Naturals. To save 15% on your first order, go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash shame. That's B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com slash shame to get 15% off. Meet your new medicine cabinet with Beekeepers Naturals. Hall of Shame is brought to you by Function of Beauty. Do you dread washing and styling your hair? It's not you. It's the products you're using. Try something new with Function of Beauty. Oh. I mean, I've now been using this for like a month since I got it, and my hair mm -hmm. is lighter. I don't have to like really blow dry it as much. Well, I'm not blow drying. I'm not doing my hair at yeah. all. But that's why I love this stuff is because the way that it's been drying is like natural and wavy and not frizzy. I have yeah. like really a really sensitive scalp and this <laughs> hasn't been like making it itchy or anything. <laughs> Fun fact about me. I have I a sensitive scalp. <laughs> love to learn about you. Um, so I'm, I'm really liking this stuff. Yeah, it's amazing. Function of Beauty is the internet's top-rated customized hair care brand with over 30,000 five-star customer reviews and counting. Whether your hair is curly or straight, natural or processed, whether your scalp is sensitive like Rachel's, <laughs> 
Function of Beauty individually formulates every bottle based on your unique hair type, style preferences, and hair goals. To begin the short four-question quiz and to save 20% on your first purchase, go to functionofbeauty.com shame. You can tell them about your hair and even customize your formula with fragrance and color, or you can go dye in fragrance-free, whatever's your jam. The products are so personalized, your name is even printed on the bottle, which... It's a very fun little detail that I really like. It's cute. Plus, Function of Beauty is vegan and cruelty-free. They never use sulfates, parabens, phthalates, mineral oils, or any other harmful ingredients. To get started right now, go to functionofbeauty.com shame to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. Don't spend another minute in hair misery. Go to functionofbeauty.com shame to let them know that we sent you. That's functionofbeauty.com shame. For years, I just dreaded going to the dentist. But at Advanced Dentistry, I don't have to. First and foremost, they want you to feel comfortable when you walk in, like you'll feel it. Whereas in the past, I might have gone into the dentist and thinking, I might feel some pain at some point. But with IV sedation, it can be something that you don't dread. If you've been avoiding the dentist because of fear, worry, or just not wanting to be judged, you're not alone. Visit NoFearDentist.com to learn how IV sedation can change your life. So we've established that Wade Boggs is a baseball king. Mm-hmm. His drinking reputation is as, if not more, legendary than his career. Uh, wow. So that's where we're at. Okay. We're about to say legend a lot, but you know what? When it is what it is, you just call it out. <laughs> <laughs> Legends deserved. <laughs> okay. Legends deserve to be called legends a lot. Hell yeah. You know what? I think we as a people, like, we're so, like, stingy with our praise. And I'm like, don't be stingy. Wade Boggs, if you're a legend, I'll say that word a million times. You deserve it. (laughs) I love this. I can be a jealous biatch. Is this me just wishing I was a legend at literally anything? (laughs) Okay. Legend has it, when Wade Boggs traveled across the country with his team, he would pound an unspeakable amount of beer. And then he would go play baseball the next day. Like, you and I don't have a game tomorrow. (laughs) You know? Speak for yourself, first off. Yeah. Second, that's insane to me right off the bat, because beer is the heaviest. (laughs) Of all the, like, if we've learned nothing, it's like, tequila, my dude. If he's not having sex before games, like, that's also another way to burn off the cows from the beer. So he goes on these cross-country flights with his team, like you do, Mm -hmm. and he would drink just, like, ungodly amounts of beer. And then he would just go play the next day and have this Hall of Fame career that he had. The most famous tale of Wade Boggs drinking was the time it was rumored that he drank 64 beers. 64. So just for context, you and I are in beer three, (laughs) and we're rolling. I'm drinking tall boys. Okay. So we drank 64 (laughs) beers on a flight from Boston to Los Angeles. 64! That's... So a flight from Boston to LA is around (sighs) six hours. That means he had one beer for every six minutes, or 10-ish beers for every hour he was on the plane. 
There is an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, great show, shout out, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. said flight. And Boggs actually makes a cameo, oh. which I take as confirmation that this rumor is absolutely true. Here's what's even more insane. That number 64 is disputed by Boggs himself, not because it's too high, but because it's too low. (laughs) In 2015, Charlie Day alleged on The Tonight Show that Boggs had told him he actually drank 107 beers. 107. I mean, if he can handle 70 beers, I mean. Well, he told me that the real, the actual number, he's like, he pulled me aside, he's like, Charlie, really? It was 107. (laughs) What? Yeah, so how does... Cheers to that. Also, I'm stunned. I'm absolutely stunned. I would be dead twice. Correct. <laughs> I drank that many. Wild. How was he? Oh, he's great. He, he was great. Uh, although I'm pretty sure he was drinking actual beer when we were filming because we all had, had prop beer. And then I noticed at one point he's drinking now. Like, yeah. he's, he's, you know, he's, he's an alcoholic. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no. But, but highly functioning. Later, Boggs all but confirmed all of it. He told TMZ. What's the most many beers you've ever drank in one day? In one day? Yeah. Over 100. Seriously? Yeah, over 100. Is it just, in t- like, you're just born with it? You just, uh, you could tolerate it's it? It's not a hollow leg. Really? It's not a hollow leg, yeah. It goes down there, and then I take it off and dump it. <laughs> hey, man. That's amazing. Um... I love getting drunk on an airplane. It's really fun. It's so fun because flying sucks. (laughs) But you and I, when we talk about getting drunk on an airplane, we're like, hey, girl, I'll get that shardy. You know what? Bring a second. Let me talk about Wade Boggs getting drunk on an airplane. If he drank 100 beers on a flight cross country, that would mean he drank one beer every 3.7 minutes or around 16 per hour. That's like a tight sketch. Loki can't <laughs> believe they have that many beers on the plane. But they're probably flying like private. I don't know how that shit works when you're in a baseball team. They're probably like, load them up. Wade's coming. Wade's load coming. Load them up. 17 cases. Here we go. Wow. I just feel like... The stamina of that, the metabolism of that, shout out to Mr. Wade Boggs. That is why you and I are day drinking today, because we would be not honoring him if we didn't do this while we told this story. If we were just doing a regular, regular podcast, it would be shameful. Like, we owe him, in the way that he drank all this beer and then did his job, we owe him Drinking all this beer and doing our job. <laughs> and I'm sure you know? we're more visibly drunk after three beers than <laughs> he is after 115. All right. Here is a funny quote I found. Okay. So Jeff Nelson, a former Yankees pitcher, recalls Boggs drinking Miller Lite constantly. Ayo! High life. Cheers. It's a champagne of beers, yeah. you guys. Champagne of beers. So he claims he didn't believe it about kind of the infamous stories of Boggs drinking and especially about that specific story about the Boston to LA flight until he saw it himself on a different trip. <laughs> Here's a quote. It it made me laugh so hard. It's going to make me laugh harder now because I've had a lot of beer. Okay. Okay. I'm going to recount it to you in full. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to pour a little more beer and then I'm going to recount it to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. Any minute now. Here we go. Here we go. go. This is what Nelson said. Okay. I'm not kidding you, Steve. So I'm (laughs) guessing Nelson was talking to some guy named Steve Uh, when he did this quote. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. (laughs) Seriously, 
Seriously. Wade was the kind of guy who was always the first one at the clubhouse. So prompt. Okay. So he'd get to the clubhouse and he'd bring a six pack with him. He'd be there drinking a beer when someone showed up. And as we were all packing our stuff up out of our lockers and getting our bags ready for the trip, Wade would sit there and drink the whole six pack. <laughs> the six beers. Okay. okay. Half a dozen. Now... At the time, we were flying out of New Jersey, so it was somewhat of a drive from Yankee Stadium to the airport in New Jersey. Wade would drink another couple of beers on the bus to the airport. So now we're a six-pack in, another couple in. At the time, we were flying this older airplane. It couldn't make it across the country without refueling, and it wasn't— Jesus! <laughs> Rachel, we live in different times. That's scary. And it wasn't the fastest airplane in the sky, so we would stop in North Dakota or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> She's like, okay. here we are, okay. Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> Wade would drink about a half rack between New Jersey and North Dakota, and it would take about a half hour to an hour to refuel once we got there, so he'd have a few more beers while we were grounded in North Dakota. I have lost count. Let me ask you this. Was anybody concerned? Like, I if my girl Reshna was cranking down that many beers on our worldwide tour, I'd be like, <laughs> somebody call someone. It's wild, right? What a different time! Wow. Okay. Okay. Also, everyone's probably doing like steroids and cocaine and MLB at this point, and he's like, I'm just drinking beer. Here's the end of the quote. Once we got back in the air from North Dakota, <laughs> Wade would drink another 10, 11, 12 beers on the way out to the West Coast. The whole flight from coast to coast usually took about seven hours. We touched down at SeaTac, hop on the bus headed to the Kingdom, and Wade would have another beer or two on the bus. Then all of us would get to the Kingdom and unpack our bags and sit around and BS with each other, and Wade would have a beer in his hand the whole time. He was always one of the last people to leave the clubhouse, too. So I'd say that all in all, he drank over 50 beers on that trip. And this wasn't an isolated incident. He did it almost every time. Oh, my goodness. So I'm on beer four. <laughs> and I just. I don't know what beer I'm on. A lot to unpack here. I feel like it's a lot to unpack. Um, Yeah. I do feel like back then people are probably like, that's the least of our worries. Like he's, he was probably feeling like I'm a golden child yeah. compared to everybody else in the MLB. He was like Leonardo DiCaprio, top of the world on the Titanic. And then the, that didn't go well. Has he had a kidney replacement at this point in his life? Because I feel. Yeah. Or liver. That's what I meant. Great question. Let's talk about what Wade Boggs is up to now, because no. Answer, quick answer, no. Okay. Long answer. He retired from baseball in 1999. Good for him. And appeared in a... <laughs> Good for you. And appeared in a few TV shows, including Cheers. Love, love it. it. Greatest. Psych. And as I mentioned, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. One of the greats. Mm -hmm. In 2009, he hosted a fishing and hunting show called <laughs> Hitting the Outdoors with Wade Boggs that aired on the Pursuit Channel. Would watch. I don't know what that is. Would watch, though. Would watch. Now would. What is the Pursuit Channel? Is that available <laughs> on Philo TV? 
In an interview with Forbes, he told them that retirement was a relief because he didn't have to keep up with all of his superstitions and rituals anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, here's one thought you never did. You really could My guess just had is a very you were chill. talented. Correct. Yeah. But it's also funny, like, he thought he could give that, like, it's like, my life works just fine without the superstitions and rituals. I only need it for baseball. <laughs> like, that's an interesting, like, line. I feel like my superstitions and rituals kind of, like, extend. I feel like baseball, of all sports, is, for some reason, the most stressful. I get it. Like, I feel like a, a, of every, you know, story that we've done so mm-hmm. far... A lot of the baseball stories always end up being like they were doing Doc Ellis was taking drugs because he was under so much pressure. Wade Boggs was drinking so many beers because the baseball's sure. crazy. I don't even know if it's less nuts or more nuts, but you think of it as less nuts because it's slower and then you realize it's just as stressful. But I also feel like besides like tennis and a very like singular sport, baseball is in a way a very singular sport because Guys are coming up to the plate and they're hitting. And it, the, the game sometimes depends on one person. Right. The game sometimes depends on one pitcher. So it's it can true. feel very like one person is responsible. I'm drunk. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, let me tell you, though he gave up those superstitions, I'm happy to report that Boggs still enjoys a cold one. Because our <laughs> dude, you know, he's not going to give up beer. Who would? So, Rachel... We're at the end of our story. No, I could keep going. I couldn't. I could not. (laughs) Here's what I'm going to say. Yeah, let's party. This was a fun (laughs) story. It's not as twisty and turny as we usually do. I just think we needed like a light break. Cheers to Wade Boggs and his mustache. And all of our quarantine mustaches because look, my waxer's been closed. As she My should be. My waxer's been close. You know? I've grown a mustache. Yeah. Cheers to Wade Boggs. Cheers to you, Rechna. I knew that you, we were going to get to this point where we're just drunk and I we're saying, you. I love you. I love doing this <laughs> podcast with you. Thank you all for listening. I hope it was a little escape from all yeah. the things we're all thinking about in various arenas <laughs> and stadiums. Bye, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. I need bread. Hall of Shame is a product of Crooked Media. The show is produced by Caroline Reston and Allison Falzetta. Our executive producers are Sarah Geismer and Stephen Hoffman. Engineering and sound design by Kyle Seglin and Charlotte Landis. Our theme music is by Taka Yasuzawa. Thank you to Sydney Rapp and Brian Semmel for production support every week. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.